everyone, and welcome to the Soul Life Podcast. My name is Sirly Fruchter, and as of recording, I am a rising senior at Yeshiva University studying international and global affairs. You're probably wondering, why did I start this podcast? What's it about? What's happening? Let's kind of get into it. The story of this podcast is more, it begins earlier than just a few weeks ago or a few months ago when I was thinking of the idea. It actually begins a few years ago. In 2018, after graduating high school, I spent a gap year in Yeshiva Araita in Jerusalem, Israel, trying to connect to my heritage, connect to the Jewish tradition in a way that I never did before. Obviously, I grew up Jewish, but this year, that year was dedicated to something greater, something deeper within myself, and it changed my life. It led me for the past several years to be studying, teaching, and trying to live the deeper wisdom of Torah trying to live my life as a soul, and we'll get to what that means, hence the name soul life. But that year changed my life. I came with big questions, and I left with infinite meaning, a love for life, and an excitement to live in the, in the now with great purpose. I trace a lot of this existentialism that I found myself in, uh, in a funny way, but in a serious way, to a SpongeBob episode. I tell people I really think SpongeBob is imbued with many deep ideas, many existential crises waiting to erupt, so beware. But this episode was when Mr. Krabs, who's the main character, who's not the main character, but he's one of the main significant characters, who owns a restaurant called the Krusty Krab, for those who aren't familiar. And his whole persona is he's very money-oriented, he loves to collect wealth, and that is essentially encapsulates who he is in the show. But in this episode... A few businessmen come in and they offer him tons and tons of money, tons and tons of money beyond what he ever could have imagined to purchase the Krusty Krab, the restaurant that he's owned for I don't even know how many years, but it was his entire life because he was using it to get money. And he sells it. But what ends up happening is you'd imagine he's a millionaire, he's living on wealth, he has everything he could ever want. But you see in the episode, his beard gets scruffy. The golfing doesn't really do it for him anymore. He starts painting fruit. He starts looking in a hook shop at a museum. And you see his whole character devolve. And his, the life just leaves him. It leaves him with an empty shell. And ultimately, the episode continues, and he goes back to the Krusty Krab, and he starts working there, and then he takes the restaurant back, and yada, yada, yada. But it left me wondering, that's actually really interesting what happened to Mr. Krabs, because is that all life is? just chasing the dreams and when you get the dreams you just have it if we're chasing wealth we just own it and we live with it we live with the luxuries does that really make someone happier more give them a more meaningful and fulfilling life where is the deeper purpose and why would there be a deeper purpose and it really led me to explore these questions within myself and take a critical look at my life and see in what ways i wasn't aligning with a way that felt deeply purposeful and that is what this podcast is about. It's about asking ourselves these questions to prompt us before we engage with the question of living a soul life, right? Are you living a life you love? Do you wake up in the morning knowing that you matter? How do you see yourself in the greater story of existence? Does your life feel meaningful? Life is hard. That's the truth. Between deadlines, obligations, expectations, we can feel overwhelmed and overburdened, suffocating from the pressures of living lives we don't want. But it doesn't need to be this way. If you're seeking a life overflowing with meaning and purpose, love and empowerment, hope and God, then you've come to the right place because the Soul Life podcast is all about that. The secret to our happiness and success is buried within ourselves. 
And it's up to us to begin unlocking these treasures. The soul life, this podcast, is going to be using the rational, real, and logical points of the universe, along with the ancient wisdom of the Jewish tradition, and mysticism, and spirituality, and the Kabbalah, to help you become the you that you want to be, your true soulful self. We all thirst for something more. This feeling that we are significant, and this significance needs to be actualized in some way as if we're deserving of respect, as if we should matter, as if we should do something that we love, as if we should be happy. Where does that come from? Why do we think we deserve love and happiness? We do. We do deserve them, but where does that come from? It's the essential embodiment of everything it means to exist in this world. Everything it means to be a soul, to be a consciousness, to be a human, is to have these drives, to have these values, these thirsts, underlying everything, animating our whole being. And it can be a big letdown when you really get into life and people say, you know, stop smelling the roses. Wake up and smell the roses is a saying. My friend had a funny line. He said, screw the roses. I'm going to keep sleeping. Why can't we live in our dreams? People say, welcome to reality. That's not reality. Reality is not the fantasy land you imagine. But is it really so much to ask to be living lives we love? to be living lives that are exciting and purposeful? I don't think so. And it can feel like a big letdown when you get to the world and you see everyone is living a life that they feel is monotonous and mostly boring where they're waiting for specific peaks to excite them, to propel them into a state that their existence as a whole, the totality of their life, they do really enjoy, but it's only for a moment. It can feel, I personally feel, it's depressing. It's depressing. It makes me feel sadder because then I lose my hope. But the reality is, the reality is that we create our own realities. If you don't like the life you're living, then rewrite it. We are currently living in the story of our own lives. What chapter is this for you? What will be the next chapter? How do you want the story to end? What do you want the whole, to- the whole total sum of this book to be, to mean? Rabbi David Aaron, who was one of my Rosh Yeshiva, the heads of the Yeshiva Adoraita, said a beautiful line that life is like a song. And when you're listening to a song, you don't want to just get to the end. You want to enjoy every single note in the middle. You want to really listen in this moment, at minute, one minute and 36 seconds, that tune. When the chorus hits, I want to love the chorus. But I also want to love the highs and the lows of the song as well. That is life. Life is going to be with ups and downs. There are going to be high points and low points. But the idea is, do you have a context? Do you just have scattered dots? Or do you have them notes on a music sheet? Do you have letters and words and all these different things? Or are they in a book? Are they having a larger context that animates them? And do you feel like you are the driving force in that? Because in your book, you're the main character. You're the main character of your life. You're the main character of your story. And if you don't like your story, then you can rewrite the script, rewrite the character. It sounds simple and there's a lot to unpack there, but it's true. We need to take back our power. We need to take back our control of our own lives. And when we get in touch with ourselves, then we can be our most reliable decision makers. We can be our visionaries. We can be the ones who are our greatest supporters the ones we can rely on. That is what it means to live your soul life, to be so in touch with yourself 
that who you are on the inside manifests so wholly on the outside. W-H-O-L-L-Y, but also holy, H-O-L-Y. Cute little play on words. And for this podcast, I want to help us explore the idea of finding global spirituality. And the word spirituality, everyone comes to it with different connotations, as with most words in general. But I don't mean for it to be magical and esoteric and abstract and fluffy and doesn't really have any tangible reality here and it's trying to live in the clouds with this la la voodoo land because it's very real when i say spirituality i mean the deeper emotional and experiential truths that we know deep in our bones the ones we've experienced the ones that are undergirding our whole existence of reality that animate everything in life. And animate is such an important word because that is what spirituality does. It animates everything in the world. But when we speak about the world, how often when we even talk about these topics of love and purpose and meaning, do we think that we can find them in the world? That when we find them in the world, there's any way to access them? And the Baal Shem Tov, who was a Jewish mystic and healer, the founder of Hasidut in Judaism, says that the external world we see is actually a mirror of our internal world. That the world is a reflection, it's a mirror of the reality in our own inner lives. That what I see in the world tells me about me. It tells me about what's going on in my life, what I'm struggling with, what I'm loving, what I'm disliking, what I'm trying to accomplish, fearing to fail with. Because we create our own realities. What you believe, as Rabbi David Aaron says, what you believe is what you perceive. And if you believe certain things about yourself, about the world, about your relationship to your family, to your friends, to your job, to any of these things, that legitimately, that literally affects the entire world. Because we are all connected and no one is isolated. In neuroscience, to quote Donald Hoffman, who is absolutely revolutionary in this field, I highly recommend anyone who wants to learn more about the science uh, explanations and understanding of these ideas we're speaking about to look up Donald Hoffman and see his work. He's really brilliant. But he explains that what we see in the world is not the truth. We see our perception of the world. There is the world, then there is how we perceive the world. And everything from the sounds, the sights, the feelings, the tastes, the touch, all these different things are signals to us about the truth. They are not the truth, but they signal to us the truth. They inform us about our perception, about how we see the world. Whether that's with other people, because when you see someone and you have an analysis or you, in your mind, compile a report on them, it's a very limited report. It's coming with all sorts of biases. It's coming with all sorts of angles and experiences and backgrounds and assumptions and losing so much context about them. But we define them as such and we assume that is the truth. Even when we see objects and we see different things in the world, real tangible things, those too are our mind processing them through guesswork, through assumptions, through different things and the mechanisms. And it's not worth it to go so into it for anyone who is particularly interested in the neuroscience. It's the neuroscience with it, again, Donald Hoffman is your guy. But we saw a hint of this a few years ago with this whole internet trend of the blue and the blue and black or gold and white dress, where some people saw saw it and said it's definitely blue and black. Others saw it and said it's definitely gold and white. And there was this whole 
explanation about why certain people were perceiving it in some ways and others were perceiving it in others when it was legitimately you were looking at the exact same thing. And that's with perception. That's with literal sight. But it applies to other senses as well. But when we look at anything in life, from nature, politics, science, personal experiences, any of these things, all of them allow us to gain a greater glimpse into our inner lives. When I see conflict in the world, when I see hate, when I see distrust, when I see love, when I see success, when I see friendship, when I see camaraderie, when I see growth, those are all specific things I am seeing because they inform what's going on in myself. It's like the Baal Shem Tov said, everything is a mirror for us to see. Rav Cook, who we'll be quoting a lot in this podcast, was the first pre, uh, pre-state Israel chief Ashkenazi rabbi. And he writes in his notebooks that were published after he passed in Shmona Kavatzim, he writes, understanding oneself is the highest level of spirituality. As a rule, anything a person learns is always extracted from the outside world. This is in contrast to one's thoughts, which, up to a, which come to a person from the depths of one's soul. Everything we learn from the outside world must only be seen as a tool for reaching down into the hidden heart, the depths of one's soul, the inner logic of one's own wisdom. Essentially, our entire world is supposed to be aiding us to gain greater self-awareness because when we gain greater self-awareness and we repair what's going on in ourselves and we are able to actualize our best lives, we can then bring healing to the world. We can then repair the world. We can then actualize the world's greatest potential. In this podcast, I want to bridge these different things. I want to bridge looking at the world. And I'm a student of international relations. So this podcast, this first series at least, will specifically be focusing on international relations, looking at countries, looking at country relationships, different principles in countries, looking at human rights, environmentalism, globalization, wars, all these different things. And in a very, again, a rational, real and logical way, trying to use them to help us live the lives we want by seeing God, by seeing our souls, by seeing consciousness, by seeing the universe through them. So when we look at international relations and we're going to see these deep spiritual ideas, we're going to see that living our lives doesn't need to be isolated to just our own inner world. Rather, we can actually look at the entire world and see how the two are in unison, the two are in sync. This podcast is a theory about recreating how we see the world to always tap in to the light, the consciousness of God that is waiting to be revealed. That's the soul life. And personally, I love God. And again, everyone can use whatever names they're most comfortable with. I will probably be saying Hashem, which in Judaism means the name, but I think it's much friendlier and God has a lot of connotations that modern society has thrown on some guy in the sky, some spirit, some force, billions of miles away beyond our universe, looking at us from afar, which is not my belief of God. It is not the deep Jewish tradition's belief of God. And we're going to explore that uh, much more in the podcast, but I just want to have that disclaimer. But I love God, I love Hashem, and I love Torah. And being a passionate student of international relations is so interesting to me academically and intellectually. And I've struggled to find where the two overlap, where the two connect, where I go to my class and I learn about nuclear weapons, or I learn about human rights, and I feel spiritually inspired. I feel that those two con- that those ideas connect to who I am and to ha- my beliefs about the world and my beliefs about the human experience. So this podcast will also be breaking the taboo of God, 
be breaking the taboo of being a soul by bringing new relevance and tangibility to our lives to feel something real. So the two main elements that we're going to hopefully be accomplishing and trying to work with together and grow through is first and foremost to help us actualize our soul life, to live lives we love, to drink from the endless wellspring of inner peace, inner potential, and inner purpose. And to do that again through the practical, logical, and applicable ideas on being our best selves and recognizing our connection to ourselves personally, to our souls, and to our shared infinite higher self, the shared soul of all of humanity, the soul of all souls, God. And I want to show this through all rational and real ways, using topics as vehicles to engage with us to see these deeper ideas. Because if the world is a reflection of myself, when I understand the world and my assumptions and my understanding of the world, then I'm going to have different assumptions. I'm going to have a different understanding of myself. And I'm going to be able to take away different things that will allow me to bring my soul life from this imaginary idea that I can't even articulate and bring it into this impossibility that we call life. So we're going to break down these simple ideas and explain them to be so fundamental in the international system and similarly for Jewish thought slash spirituality with God. And with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. And I'm very excited to kick off this podcast. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me, srillifruchter at gmail.com, S-R-U-L-I, F-R-U-C-H-T-E-R at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to grow together. And I want to make sure that this podcast is allowing everyone to live their soul lives yesterday, today, tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives.